This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, hey. welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. What's up everybody in Twitchlandia? We hope you guys are going to enjoy the show. And as always, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the year, including Valentine's Day. Yeah. No, not Valentine's Day. We're actually closed today. I just want to Ooh. let you guys know. It's a holiday for us. Holiday. I love you both. I got you guys a Valentine in my heart, not in reality, because I wouldn't spend the money on it. Mm. But uh, you guys are my special Valentines. It's a Valentine. I've got a bow on something special for you, Reese. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Give it to you later. Is it around your leg? Maybe a roundhouse kick? One of them, yeah. <laughs> when he kicks me in the face. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Bam. Somebody opens the door, you just have a bow on your leg, you just kick him right in the face. That would not Happy be. Happy Valentine's Day. Gita, uh, anyone who's a movie producer, you can use that. That's great. He needs that. It's really good. You don't have to. And then the movie is called Valentine's Day, and it's kick. just like a guy who kicks people. It's, kill them. it's like a murderer, right? <laughs> It could be like like Death Kick, yeah. which, by the way, is a good movie. Is a great movie. You can't find it anymore. I tried. He kicks a guy in the nuts so hard. The no, he punches. They, he punches him. So it's called Death Kick, but he punches people. It's in the, the guy jumps in the air and comes down straight and hits the guy in the nuts, and he screams and dies. It's a real movie. And real scene. Best movie ever. If you guys don't know, like in the, in the early '90s, there was like a, a wave of like kickboxing movies. That yeah. Came out. But it was just they didn't have actors. They it was had amazing. people who were kickboxers. Yeah. So, but they tried to like actually do movies around yeah. it. It's awful. Well, one of my favorite on Bach, uh, the guy should never speak. Unfortunately, he's a badass, super amazing <clears throat> martial artist, but his voice is like super high pitched. <laughs> So you can't help but laugh whenever yeah. he talks. You're like, don't talk, just be buff and kick people in the face. You know, death kicks everywhere. Death kick. So uh, in addition to talking about obscure martial arts films from mm. the 90s, we also like to talk about games. Sometimes. And as always, my name is Reese, and with me are Francis. Frank. I don't know who that is. His name's Frank now. And the banana. Frank. Jason. <laughs> That's such a dumb nickname. You know what? <laughs> Did I tell you guys in Vegas, the guy from, was he from Sweden? Um, yes. One of those weird countries. He, uh, he came up <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you don't know me, but I, I, uh, started calling you the salty banana on the stream. So I actually was a creator started of the salty it. banana. That's I was amazing. like, I just punch you. But he, <laughs> you uh, round ass no, he was really funny and he was really cool. Um, I ended up like running into him like throughout the entire weekend, just in random places. And so it was like, we were meant like in to the be, bathroom. To be together. Like, you know, it's yeah. Valentine's Day. I'm glad that we're just airing out all these, these feelings right now. <laughs> it's guys. Vegas, man. So, but didn't he tell you that the salty banana is an actual He did. Treat? And then he told me it's an actual thing that they eat there. And I was like, it's it, strange. Now, do wait, they wait, wait. Does salt? that mean that he wants to eat you? Is that what? Maybe he's a can. I don't know he what the view? connotation is, but... Uh, Better watch out. He views you as a special treat? Mm. We don't view you as a treat, but we do think you're special. This is a Valentine's Day <laughs> special, I know, show. Everyone... <laughs> Hey, okay. yeah. That so that was actually really cool. It was. It was yeah. nice to meet him, and he was actually really funny. Uh, he, I guess, his name is, is also some sort of banana. His name is banana. Yeah, I don't even eat bananas. <laughs> okay. I don't even know. 
Yeah, you do. Not anymore. You eat love bananas eating bananas. That's true. Like, <laughs> I had a banana last night. He eats bananas it's and really stares good. at you in the eyes. Yes, it's really uncomfortable. I eat it in one bite. Really? It makes you uncomfortable? <laughs> it's natural, man. I don't know, man. I'm like, why are you looking into my eyes? Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. I don't need this. But if you Intimidation. The last silly and dumb banana joke that we want to make. If you ever want to see a hilarious cartoon, Bananamon was a British cartoon, and the hero <clears throat> is a man that dresses as a banana. I'm not making this up. Check it out, Bananamon. Sounds good. So I think it's from like the 60s or the 70s, and it's absolutely preposterous. Is it Jamaican banana? <laughs> no, he's British. Oh. I didn't say that like uh, in a Jama- Jamaican accent. It was supposed to be like a British accent. It sounded like a Jamaican accent. That was accent. terrible. That yeah. was a terrible British They eat British bananas. Mm. Oh, gosh. I think Jeez. that's... That was as no. good as Dick Van Dyke. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great Cockney accent. Oh, I got ya. I don't know. It's I can't good. do accents to good. save my life. Uh, so at any rate, there is news going on in the mm-hmm. gaming world. So why don't we go ahead and talk about that? We yeah. can always come back to bananas. At we another, will. At another we'll, time. we'll come back around to the end. So new releases this week from Games, Games Workshop. You can take a look at the Orlock, Necromunda Gang, not only are they fierce combatants, but they have splendid facial hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty impressive. Now, jokes aside, these models are incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think that not only if you play Necromundo will you be seeing people use them, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to be seeing tons of these used as uh, Counts as Imperial Guardsmen. Because you can make a really cool and unique looking regiment of guard using these models. They look really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also seen a lot of people converting the Goliaths and the, uh, clan, the Escher gang uh, into uh, 40k units as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks like it's going to be a really cool gang. And of course, beautiful models. Check that out. Up for pre-order right now. You can pick those up in the store.fetlandgaming.org web cart at a discount. And they've got all kinds of other cool stuff like cards. The next Necromunda book. Yeah, um, Game War 2. Game War 2. Also, uh, Shadespire, yeah. they have just uh, put up for pre-order the uh, Fire Slayer and Skaven Warbands. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the names of them off the, the, the top of my head. It's the Chosen Axes mm-hmm. and the uh, Swift Claws Swarm, or Spite Claws Swarm. Yep. So these look really cool. Shadespire is really picking up in popularity. Uh, we've been running some articles on the blog, mm-hmm. frontlinegaming.org, if you're interested in learning more about the tactics, reading some reviews of the game. Uh, we, they've been really well received. The game is uh, really taking off, it appears. Uh, we had quite a few people register uh, for the event at the Las Vegas Open. And in the UK, they've already had 100 plus uh, registered events. So it seems to be a hit. I know a lot of the guys here really like it. I know, Frankie, you're a big fan mm-hmm. of Shadespire. I've only played it uh, twice in a learning game. I thought it was really cool, uh, but I haven't had a chance to dig into it as much. However, it seems people are really taking on to it. So... Check those out if you want to pick up a Warband. The, the nice thing about the game is that the price point is very low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no more than, I think, what, seven models in the Death yeah, Warband? Yeah, I think Seven's seven, the largest. Yeah. yeah, it's the Death Warband. And the Stormcast Eternals is only three. three. Yeah, but it's all, yeah. you buy one box and you get all of the models you mm-hmm. need. So. And your cards and everything else. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll have continued coverage on FrontlineGaming.org. Uh, Requisin is a huge, he's mega into it. And then Big Nasty B is also a huge fan of uh, Shadespire, and he's been uh, putting some articles together. Interesting. To, I didn't know he was able to write. He's actually uh, he's literate. Literate. Oh. Beyond that, he can string together a coherent sentence. You just see he, the guy, and you're like, this guy just moves boulders around. Yes, he, he does. He uses yeah. a typewriter, though, and then he mails in. Oh, his, does he? Yeah, he mails in. I can in see that. He has like, little glasses articles, he puts yeah. on. A monocle, yeah. as he's he's huge, it, smokes yeah. a, a, a Gershom pipe. Mm-hmm. 
just one finger at a time. So yeah, Big Nasty B, and then for those of you who do not know whom we're, we are talking about, he is the co-host of uh, Life After the Cover Save, a 40K comedy podcast, which if you enjoy fart and uh, penis jokes, yeah. definitely tune in. And or. And or. No, or simultaneously. Mm -hmm. uh, they're really funny guys, but uh, it's definitely a brand of humor that may not appeal to everybody. Uh, but it's a really fun podcast if you appreciate that kind of humor. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned, because we have a lot more coverage coming on this topic, and uh, the game seems to be a hit. So the BAO 2018 sold out. We thought it would sell out in a day. We were wrong. Sold out uh -huh. in a day and a half. We were dragging their feet. Yeah. yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. So you know when you're wrong, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But it sold out in a little over like 36 hours or something like that. So uh, if you missed out, uh, too bad. So sad. Go call your dad. Oh, geez. No, just kidding. That was harsh. Or you can fill out <laughs> the waitlist form. Uh, we have a link in the show notes. We have a link on the BAO page, and there's a link in the web cart. So just click on that, fill it out, and as tickets become available, we ping the waitlist, and it's basically first come, first served. So uh, make sure to get your name on the waitlist, and if a ticket becomes available, which they usually do, yeah. uh, because between now and July, it's you know pretty inevitable that someone will have to uh, get a refund on their ticket, we'll let you know. And again, tickets are fully refundable up until 30 days before the event. Tickets are transferable up until two days before the event. Um, we put that new limitation in place because for events we have to travel to, if someone's trying to transfer the ticket when we're on the road, we're not going to see it. So mm -hmm. uh, you have until two days before the event starts to transfer your ticket if you can't make it. So yep. just to let you know. But we're really looking forward to seeing everybody there. This is the eighth annual BAO. Wow. Crazy, isn't it? I cannot believe that just eight years ago that we started out on this uh, journey. Because as for those of you who are new listeners, uh, we've talked about it pl uh, plenty of times in the past, but the Bay Area Open, uh, the first one in 2011, is what started this whole thing. Um, we decided to run an event because we thought we could do a good job. and uh, We were wrong. Yeah. Unfortunately. And horribly wrong. <laughs> but uh, that was the point at which we turned our hobby into our profession, and here we are. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool journey. Pretty cool journey. So uh, we can't wait to see everybody there. The BAO holds a special place in our heart. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you did miss out, please fill out the waiting list, and we will try to hook you up as much as we can. Yep. Oh, and on that note, there's Ooh. also been – some people have been reaching out to us asking about possibly doing another BAO, but for Age of Sigmar. Uh, there's a huge Age of Sigmar community in the Bay Area of Northern California. And if this sounds like a good idea to you, if this is something you would be interested in going to, please email me at contact at frontlinegaming.org or leave a comment on this blog post and let your enthusiasm be known because we want to see if there's a big enough draw for us to make the trip twice a year. Uh, and then we would be getting help from the guys who formerly did the Quake City Rumble. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, they're really interested in doing it. And these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Old QCR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And QCR is sold out in minutes every year. Um, we wouldn't be able to do it the way they did because they had free beer. Mm. It's not possible in the place we're doing it, but um, they're good dudes and they're, they're, they really know how to run a good event. So um, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. I'd love to do another uh, event for AOS. Because sure. tons of people are like, oh, could you? are we going to have AOS the BAO? And it's like, we would love to, but there's no room. Yeah, we just don't have space. And you see up north too. It's cool for yeah. us. So. I mean, uh, uh, Frankie's from the Bay Area, and uh, mm -hmm. while Jason and I are not, we lived up there for a significant period of time. So 
it's always good to go see our friends. Yep. And speaking of, uh, there's a, a lot of our friends from the Bay Area are coming down for the Broadside Bash. Yep. Yep. So uh, make sure you get tickets for that. That's a, I don't know, they're on year like 11 or something. Yeah, yeah they've been going longer than San we Diego. have. Yeah, you know, Broadside Bash is a really, it's the longest running San Diego tournament. It's run by a great group of guys. Uh, it's a total hobby event, um, you know, combined sports, painting, uh, battle points. And uh, they usually have kind of crazy missions. So it's kind of an old school tournament, but it's a lot of fun. Definitely recommend going. Um, I, don't, I don't think we've ever missed it. No, maybe, maybe like once we've ever missed it. It's a really good, really good event. Yeah. Um, so also big news for today for us, uh, we will be having an interview with uh, Mark Merrill, co-founder of Riot Games, makers of League of Legends. It's one of the most popular video games in the world. And Alex Finnell regarding the uh, Sportsmanship Award. Mark awarded Alex for Alex's behavior at the Las Vegas Open 40K Championship semifinals. So for those of you who don't know, there was a, an incident in the game that left Alex in a position unable to win. It was a legal move, not a very sporting move. And uh, Alex took it all in stride. And Mark was watching. He's a big 40K fan. Decided to donate $5,000 to Alex because he was such a good sport. Conducted himself in such a, a gentlemanly fashion. Alex then doubled down, turned around, donates the money to a children's hospital. And then his employer matches it. And then now, as the plot thickens, Games Workshop, upon hearing about this whole incident was so inspired that they decided to contribute towards the effort and they have also uh, sent $5,000. They are going to send $5,000 to the Children's Hospital. So we're now looking at one act of uh, conducting yourself as a gentleman turns into $15,000 for a Children's Hospital. So it's a pretty incredible story. Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, obviously Mark uh, is a pretty incredible person. Alex also and I think a lot of people would be very interested to not only hear Alex's uh, version of the story, his motivations, but also to just hear from Mark Merrill, who is, uh, he's a gamer like us, he's a 40K fan like us, and he's uh, done some pretty incredible things with his, with his life and his career. So mm -hmm. it should be a really, really interesting conversation. I hope you guys and gals tune in at 2.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. Pacific Standard Time on our Twitch channel, and you can listen to them both. Yep. The most what? interesting thing I find with that is that, once again, we have a British person really shown up, brutish, <laughs> slobbish American people, and it's really discouraging. Okay, hold on. It's very discouraging. Not all of <laughs> you us can't are, let him win at everything. Not all of us are brutish and slobbish. I mean, Tony is definitely not a slob. That guy is jacked to the max, so he's definitely you, taking you, care you of himself. You bring that up every time. You yeah. talk about him. He's, he's like, really, man, his muscles, the, really the light like just <laughs> shines <laughs> off of him. He's like... When his shirt's off, it's really just, it's weird. Oh, wait, he didn't it's take his shirt off in front of you guys, too? Uh, he did? Oh. Uh, it just it gives me funny feelings. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a secret thing. <laughs> Is that those rippling yeah. muscles and stuff? No, I, I have a lot of respect for anybody who can take that good care of themselves. Because in the gaming world, a lot of us don't. So. It is really funny, though. Anytime someone goes, Tony Grappando, he's like, oh, yeah, he's fucking yeah, he's, jacked. He's he really big. Looks good. Big guy. Real big guy. You're like, geez, Louise, uh, come on, calm down. That's really funny. Calm down. You, don't, huge... you are not the boss of me. I will talk about people how I want. I will, I will feel how I want. It's yeah, 2018. You can't. You are no not pressure the, me. the feelings police, Frankie. It's Valentine's Day. That is true. I will say what I want. It is Valentine's Day. All right. Francis. You know what? You write that love letter. You write that love letter. Keep, I'll send it for you. You just keep growing that scraggly beard, buddy. This is a man's beard. <laughs> it's built on wishes. Man's beard. <laughs> I approve. 
See, now you have a good beard. Yeah, you do have a good beard. You have a good beard. Let That's me borrow your beard. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're looking like a you're looking like a, a muscular Adam Levine these days. You know, people think All I just know how muscles. to do stuff. They're like, hey, can you help me jump my car? How about like, these muscles? No, please? I don't know how to do that. Frankie, you and I are not muscular. <laughs> All right. I'm a realistic man. I've been working out again. I started getting, I'm going to get back in shape. That was my That's goal good. after the LVO. I, uh, I ran about a mile and a half. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I think I did 30 push-ups. You're going places, Reese. You're going places. You know, it's a start. It's a start. All right. I ate a salad last night. I only hit snooze three times this morning, so good. I'm well good. on my way, too. That's good, man. Everybody's on, on their way. Hey, you know what? From the humble acorn doth the mighty oak grow. Nice. That was... That was really good. That was deep. I'm going to get a lower back tattoo with that. (laughs) I think it's pretty. That was good, That was good. That was good. That was good. The salty bananas. That was good. He's like a cobra. That's right. It's one of those spinning cobras. Get it in your eye. You better watch out. Oh, that was actually really funny. And very inspirational for anybody to see that. But I'm just saying, all of you out there, our fellow gamers, whose diet might consist of uh, Red Hot Cheetos and Mountain Dew, Mm -hmm. you can do it too. Jason lost 120 pounds. Mm -hmm. I don't need to lose that much weight, but I'm definitely not at my best right now. So we can all do it together. It's all right though, Reese. Let's do it. The picture of you in the show notes... Shows you very muscular Why are you guys and good. laughing? That was a good picture. Oh, I don't know. Because it's just, it's like, <laughs> it's, just an it, old it, it's a flattering photo. It's not an old picture. That's from last year. Holy shit. Oh, get no. <laughs> Children. That's <laughs> a nice photo. Children watch this show. Watch your mouth. I think the best photo is Alex's. Dirty, dirty man. He just looks like he's smiling. He's like, you're an American. Well, look, at, look at Mark. Look at Mark. That's what thinking. Like, not only is he like he's a, a, a wealthy, guy. successful guy, he's also like handsome and in good shape. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, you tell me that every time. Yeah. Mark. <laughs> Do you guys have a journal? The evidence of is things? really piling up here. Uh, <laughs> just don't tell my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, make sure to tune in 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We can have a, a nice chat with Alex and Mark. And uh, I think it'll be really enlightening. And again, mm-hmm. it is really cool to see sportsmanship being awarded. I know it's easy to lose track of that when you're competing, especially in a situation like the Las Vegas Open, where people are competing not only to win the biggest tournament in the world, they're competing to win the biggest circuit in the world. There's a lot at stake, and it's very easy to lose sight of the fact that this is, at the end of the day, a gentleman's game. Yeah. Or a gentlewoman's game, depending on... Gentle uh, person. Gentle person. That sounds silly. Gentle Can we just agree that gentlemen... It's just a gentle game. everybody? It's just sure. a gentle game, Reese. Very gentle. Oh my God. I, don't, I refuse. Gentle Terran. I refuse, I refuse to go that far it's down a, the political crate. It's a genital game. Okay. Oh, okay. That's just dumb. Just that was that. On the nose. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Damn. Jason wins. Uh, it should be great. And uh, you never know who's watching. That's the other thing. Ooh, wow. You never know. You never know. Dang. Just like I tell Larry, you never know who's watching you when you're working over in that warehouse <laughs> with the camera. Don't look at it. Better watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and also, make sure to stay tuned. <clears throat> For those of you on Twitch, please make sure to check out either the YouTube uh, video or to check us out on iTunes, we have an interview with the one and only Nick Nanavati, uh, who also won or who won the LVO 40K champs, simultaneously winning the ITC 40K season. Mm-hmm. What a way to win! Uh, all around, uh, good dude and phenomenal. Arguably the best 40K player out there. They should do a documentary on him. A doc- I'm sure Nick would love it. You know what? There's a documentary about people who get high scores on Pac-Man. 
They can make one on Nick Natavati. Nick is not afraid to toot his own horn. Yeah. I love it about him. But he is a good, he's a really good guy. And uh, the way he won was pretty incredible. So if you want to hear more about what it takes uh, to, to win in the ITC and the LVO, make sure to tune in and listen to Nick. Also, check out, he just started a new blog, The Brown Magic. Oh. And uh, that no, should no, no, no. be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's because he goes, he often goes by Nick Brown. Okay. That's his yeah. stage name. I don't know why he does that, but yeah. Okay. But he often enters himself into tournaments as Nick Brown, so. Interesting. Uh, Check it out. Uh, It's a brand new blog. Not a lot of content yet, but uh, he has a lot of uh, insights to share, obviously. Uh, He is, by my understanding, the most winning competitive 40K player uh, in the history of the game. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, Forge World has released beta rules for many of their Adeptus Custodius units to be ported over into 40K. Yeah. Check them out. You got the Gladius Grav Tank, the Sikrin Battle Tank. Uh, the Coronis Grav Carrier, it's the super heavy, crazy looking tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Contemptor Achilles Dreadnought, or Achilles, Achilles, I don't know. That Dreadnought is awesome. Their two Dreadnoughts are pretty crazy looking. They super are cool. badass. Yeah. So check those out, and you can take a look at those beta rules, start playing with uh, some of your Forge World goodies in mm-hmm. uh, 40k. And I'm sure that those will go from beta to um, you know permanent or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Uh, uh, in the relatively near future, but it also gives us an opportunity to give feedback mm-hmm. to them. Because yeah, I know yes. there was a lot of... Um, uh, some of the Forge World rules that came out in the index were kind of not in parity with the uh, index mm-hmm. units. So here's an opportunity for us to spot anything that seems to be glaringly out of alignment with the rest of the game. That's yep. a step forward. It, great. I yeah. applaud the... Uh, Sonny, we've been saying this for years. Like, mm-hmm. why don't they beta test things like, yeah. like video game companies? And uh, and they are now, so let's encourage them to do so and try not to be too much of a dick on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're human too. It's so funny. I just, I They're just, really, they take it really well. And they don't delete the comments. I mean, I'm sure there's probably ones that you don't see that are like... I mean, if, whatnot, if it's but, like, if it goes too far... But some people are like extremely rude and they're just like, thanks for your feedback, bud. You know, yeah. go yeah. have fun with your toys. You know, it's like... I don't, it's like bizarre to me. Like, I've, like, I would never take time out of my busy day to go onto a forum and be like, I hate what you're doing. I understand it, though. I just, I have better things. It's to very do. important. I mean, some people, like, the game, like, look at me. Like, I, I'm not the most gamer out there. You know, like, I do like to oh, play. You, but are a, you are a gamer. Don't try and act like you're better than us. Okay. I don't put as much time into it, I guess, as I should. But to look down on that. I understand yeah. though. No time to Ivory I, I understand that like if somebody is very passionate about it and it's their hobby and it's they're very focused on it, they're gonna take the time out to be upset and they're gonna, you know, maybe not in the best way express themselves. But I'm sure somebody out there who like lives and breathes fly fishing is probably on some stupid Facebook page for fly fishing gear and like I can't believe you changed this two meters you know, it's like I'm sure that's also occurring in other. Yeah, it is, but it's just like very important. Though. It's like communication like skills, fans. communication skills one on one. Yeah, like speak to somebody online the way you would speak to them in person. Yeah, and well, if you would actually okay. say some of the things you say online to somebody in person, right? You probably live in a cave somewhere and you have no friends. If you want to see the worst of the worst. Start following your favorite NFL team on Facebook and read the <laughs> 4,000 comments from every post they put up there. And it's just the worst. Everyone is just angry. And yeah. It's just bizarre. It's like, you know, it's the anonymity and the, and the public platform that the internet provides tends to bring out the worst in people. But it's like, why don't you conduct yourself as an adult, show some restraint, right. and communicate in a polite way? More you people know, will listen to what you're saying. You learn that in kindergarten. And I think people just forget because it's I, been I so know, long. Right. You know? 
treat people the way you want to be treated. It's like when people yeah. start sending us like the like the just the vitriol filled rants. I'm just like, nope, bye. <laughs> and someone's like, hey, excuse me, you know, I, I have a, something I'd like to bring up. You know, I know you guys are busy, but if you would give me a couple minutes of your time, I'm like, oh, I would be more than happy to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. Right. Just start it off nice, then you're gonna be me. Yeah. I mean, geez. No, it's the always <laughs> like. <laughs> I appreciate what you guys do, but you're like, all right. Yeah, go on. No, here right. it comes. Yeah. You put a, little, a spoonful of sugar. Just be nice. Be nice I'll, to everybody. Yeah. It's just, it's not hard to do. No. I did like that. There was some feedback from LVO and it was like, you guys ran a great show. Or it's like feedback and praise. You guys ran a great show. And then the rest of it was all feedback. Critique. I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, if someone presents <laughs> constructive criticism in a way that's like, it's not just like an all out attack. It's like. Yeah, hey, you know, here's some things I noticed that I think you could do better. I'm like, ah, thank you so much. Yeah, that like we definitely. we yeah. genuinely take that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's just silly. Like some of the comments you read, um, even about the the incident with um, Alex and Tony, man, it's just all over the board. Like the the opinions expressed are it's interesting, and uh, some of the things people say, it's like so hyperbolic and so ridiculous. I'm like, you can't possibly think anyone is taking you seriously. Yeah. Like you're just venting. You're just like spewing emotion out into the world and accomplishing nothing. So, nah. Nah. Say lovey. Nah. Say lovey. So upcoming ITC 40K events. Wow. Ooh, this all, that is all this weekend. Oh my God. I Yikes. think that might be more events than we had That's in the Frankie's entire... Frankie's full-time job at this point. It's becoming cumbersome. <laughs> Updating that. Uh, he both he and I no both work, work with it. Like Frankie, Frankie yeah. does more. Um, but that's great though. I think there might be more events this weekend than there was in the yeah. first year. Yeah. Uh, serious. There's like 35 events this weekend. It's two major in the first too. month of the year last year, right? Yeah. More this weekend. Wow. It's insane how how much it's grown. It's it's awesome. Right. Uh, but we have two majors. We have the Glass City Grand Tournament at the Toledo Game Room in Toledo, Ohio. Mm -hmm. We have Warzone Slagelse GT. And that is in Slagelse, Denmark. I'm sure I butchered that, and I, I apologize. You Do you actually, think they play Warzone there? <clears throat> no. Get out of here. Um, and we had a super nice Danish individual who came in and hung out with us mm -hmm. um, and made some terrain and mm -hmm. had a really you know, great conversation. So yep. uh, that Warzone Slagelse has been one of the first European ITC events, so we wish them uh, nothing but success. Sounds yeah. like a great event. And then there's OrcCon ITC Warhammer 40K Grand Tournament in wow. L.A., and that is a GT. Boom. Lots of points wow. to be had this weekend. Look at that. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. And then we have uh, quite a few Age of Sigmar RTC events coming up. Uh, and we've got two this weekend. One in New Jersey, the other in California. There's a lot uh, more than normal. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. everything's growing. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, so make sure to jump on there. Check those out. we got the 2JIT RTT mm -hmm. and the Castle Conflagration 4 in Game Castle. So. Also, uh, if you guys are attending these tournaments or this is your home store and you're playing on old felt mats or just really not great looking Covered surfaces, in Cheeto dust. lots of the Mountain Dew stains, just uh, let the store owner know that we do offer uh, discount prices to retailers. And if you are the one that drives them to us, you might get yourself a free mat. Yeah, if you want to get a free mat, just uh, head on over, click on the uh, FLG mats tab mm -hmm. on the Frontline Gaming page, scroll down, and there's instructions on how to get your store signed up into the Outrider program. And if they open up an account, we'll send you a mat for free. You just have to pay the shipping. That's a thank you. Yep. Got a bing, Very easy. Boom. Pretty cool. So we wanted to take a moment to recognize the ITC regional winners. Uh, these are people who did the best in their specific geographic region. Now... Just to be clear, because it, 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 some of the results might sound confusing, 
it's not where you live, it's where you won the event, right? So typically speaking, it's going to associate to where you live because you're going to the most events around your local area. Yep. However, uh, it is possible for one person to win uh, the regional title in multiple regions if they're traveling to events. Doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. Um, and we wanted to take a moment to recognize these people because they worked really hard and they did very well. Some of them, maybe they couldn't make it to the LBO yep. or they couldn't make it to a couple of the other big events. So for the 40K ITC 2017 season regional winners in the United States, we break the United States into multiple regions because it's such a big area and there's, so, there's you know, 300, almost 40 million people in the United States, so we break it up. It just has the most ITC events. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, so in the Western region, it's our, our hometown boy, Mr. Brandon Grant. Yeah. Well done. Chicken butt. Well done. In the Southwest region, it is Cody Middleton. In the South, it is Mark Perry. In the Northeast, it was Andrew Gagno. And in the Midwest, it was Aaron Along. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You all did the best in those regions. Well done. Canada, it was Jason Sparks. In the South Pacific, which covers Australia and New Zealand uh, and all the, the countries in that region, we have Ian Andrew. The UK was James McKenzie, and I know he worked really hard to uh, take that title. He went to a ton of events, so well done. And in Scandinavia and Europe, Ooh. Andreas Berglund won the most events. Wow, good job. Two, two titles. Did he come Champion. out to the LBO? I don't know. Uh, don't Andreas, you got to see next year. So. But uh, he seems to be dominating <laughs> in that region. Just European power right there. Just yep. the, yeah. So well done to everybody there. For Aegis Sigmar in the USA, in the Western region, it was James Thomas, who was also the overall winner. Now, yep. interestingly, Nick Nonavati was not a regional winner. Mm -mm. He won events all over the place, but not enough in each individual location. Interesting. Yeah. So James Thomas, however, did win the Western Region and the overall ITC Age of Sigmar 2017 championship. In the Southwest, it was Troy Saleski. Hope I said that correctly. In the South, it was David Griffin. In the Northeast, it was Roger Barker. And in the Midwest, it was Sean Troy. Congratulations. Canada, we had Chris Haynes. And in the South Pacific, it was Michael Torisi. Congratulations to the Age of Sigmar ITC 2017 season regional winners. Pretty good job, guys. Huzzah. That was a mouthful. <clears throat> Where yeah. did you guys finish in the ITC? I was 364th. I think I was uh, 11th. No, I was 700 or something like that. 11? I think I was 11th. That's pretty good. Yeah, something like that. I was You're way, I was way better than you. That's no, I, I think I was 11th. You were yeah. number 11. Pretty sure you're not. I demand a recount. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, this isn't the Florida and the uh, elections, buddy. But it could be. Uh, I just want to know everybody to know that... What matters is I did better than Frankie in the ITC rankings for Age of Sigmar and for 40K. Oh, good job, Reese. Actually, I don't think I did for Age of Sigmar because you no, played more. Quite the I accomplishment. I worked your butt at Age of Sigmar, Reese. Uh, 40K, let's talk about The game that counts, okay. Age of Sigmar. I whooped your booty. No. Uh, you only beat me by like 300 This places. is all day long, folks. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, it's less people that uh, played in the 40K champs at LVO. I mean, that means if I got first, you would have gotten 360th. Yeah. yeah, it's not that bad. I wouldn't even be able to see you from that far back. Not, not that bad. bad. I'd be like, where's Frankie? I can't see him. Not that bad. Yeah. So and what really counts, the, the, the moral of the story, I won. There you go. <laughs> Good, luck. Good luck this season, fuck. <laughs> okay. Recently completed commissions. Uh, these are yeah. some work in progress. Mm -hmm. Adeptus Custodes that we have been working on uh, mm -hmm. for our friend Jeff in Control. 
Yep. Robinson, and they're pretty snazzy. Pretty yeah, good. It looks like very detailed. They're huge. Yeah. They models. are. Yeah. So um, if you want a custodes army, it's like let almost me know and we'll master get you a class right here. Yeah, this is a beautiful yeah. commission. Um, well, he's a master artist. Ooh. Some freehand work master going artist. on. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of cool stuff on here. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous models. Yeah. Uh, and again, these are work in progress pictures. These aren't even all necessarily finished models. So mm -hmm. uh, keep us in mind. Consider us for your next 40K or Age of Sigmar or any commission. We'll paint any miniatures. Right. You got them. We'll paint them. We got a Brandon Miner. We got. Just like that. What is that movie? Ah, Brandon. I've, we've got a Hulk. Ooh. Ooh. Right? Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Who would be the Hulk? Pablo. Pablo's the Rhino, who is actually a Marvel U character. That is a Marvel. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, duh. Dana. Dana would be the Hulk. Yes. He's got youth Perfect. and. Looks. He's a very nice man. Yeah. So he has to Hulk out when he's angry because mm -hmm. he's always but really no, nice. Dana likes, I don't even know Dana where he likes is. like uh, robots and stuff. Oh, he likes Gundam. So yeah. he could be Gundam Wing. So he could yeah. be like that uh, Transformer from Transformers 2. Nobody knows 2. what we're talking about. What's over? Uh, well, I just noticed if you guys look, there's a picture <laughs> of one of the custodes, the one on the bike. His screen is painted what? with a little, like a data scroll. It's pretty cool. Crazy. He's re he's looking at the lead, the, the whatever. Is that the, even the legal, Jason? No, you can't even, you're not supposed to look at it when you're driving. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Emperor's gonna get him. So check those out. Consider us for your next commission. Also, for the ITC going forward, we want to discuss some of the cool ideas that we're batting around and uh, some of the possibilities of what may come to be. So we've had a lot of people write in and ask about uh, a possible 30k ITC track. Uh, we don't know how many people out there would be interested in that. So if you're listening to this and that makes you excited, if it tickles your fancy and gets your heart beaten please email in or leave a comment on the blog post. Let us know. Uh, same goes for Shadespire. We've had a lot of people asking about that. And we want to judge, uh, we want to gauge the interest in that and see if that is something that people would be really excited about. Uh, Eldrad Jr. in the chat is like, ITC track Shadespire. I think Shadespire is a no-brainer, personally. I think it's going to be really, really popular. Mm. Um, we're just trying to figure out how many people out there would, would want to participate in this. Uh, also, we are on the verge of, of being able to unveil the ITC hobby track. That's something that we've been working on for like a year and really, really excited about that. So um, that is dang near done. And uh, when it is ready to rock and roll, we'll have an interview with the BCP guys and let everybody know about how that's going to go down. But that'll be really interesting and just kind of give you an idea of what it is. Um, it'll be an ITC score that's based on your hobby ranking at an event in the same way that your um, uh, battle points and generalship rank. And you could go to uh, 20 events, lose every single game, but you could be the ITC hobby track winner. So it would, it would give you a, a whole new way to interact with the community, to get ranked based on your hobby efforts, um, get introduced to other people. You could be like the, the best orc painter in the West, you know, like it, it it's, I think that, that that would be really exciting. Put that on your uh, your LinkedIn. Put that on your uh, your Tinder. <laughs> your LinkedIn. Tinder will be even, Tinder. yeah, more. Hey, you know just what? Try to turn that thing off. The most notifications. But ding, ding, ding. The realest <laughs> hobbyist in the world is Gregles. He met his girlfriend online, and it said, "I paint miniatures." Like he was like, point blank, "This is what yeah. I'm about." And then she he he said that she was like, "I love the fact that you're honest," and that was how they met. Nice. So don't like, don't like let the nerd flag fly. It's like I paint purple paint I was being blue. Real about that. 
That's good. You good were being real about it? Yeah. What? I mean, I wasn't. I'm about how your out tinder profile's going to blow up. Oh, oh, duh. If you're the best org painter in the Southwest, your Tinder profile, that's hot. Yeah. Your stock just went up. Yep. Jason, you, you should try that. You all day long. On your, uh, on your Tinder, you should just post pictures of your Warhammer 40K armies. I really should. And be like, this is parade formation. Yeah. Hockey Hyper says 30K ITC. Hell yeah. Um, who is the wooden spoon? Jerry Amp says something right, about not being good. a boat person. Do we have a, somebody who has like a lot of events but had a really low points? Well, of course we do. No, there's people who went to one event, got dead last, and like. No, but we should. That shouldn't be the the wooden spoon. Should be the person who went to like max the out most events. events. Right. Has the lowest score. I agree. I like it. You should have to go to five events. We magic. should really make that public. We should. That would be really fun. His name. Yeah, we can. Jason Butler. <laughs> it would be me. It'd be me. So let's not do that. Archon ninety one. Thanks for subscribing. And then the other topic we wanted to bring up uh, in regards to going forward with the ITC, uh, formatting and all that fun stuff. Like one of the big questions, uh, one of the big responses out of the LVO was addressing slow play. A number of games didn't go far enough to be a good game, exciting game, or what we would consider to be even a completed game. And uh, it's really difficult. It's, it's, it's a challenge to address the slow play issue because in a game like 40K, when there's so much interaction on both players' turns, uh, the game is so complicated, it's tough. It's really difficult to manage that. And so with the ITC Champions missions, we dangled the carrot of you don't get enough points. You get less points if you don't finish your game, right? Every turn you play, you get more points. Uh, but in an event like the Las Vegas Open or... Um, uh, but not actually the Bay Area Open. The Bay Area Open, it is. Battle points absolutely do matter. Uh, but at the LVO, where you have enough rounds for a Swiss winner, if you win, if you only get one point, your opponent gets zero, and you played one turn, you still win, and you still get to go on. Um, and you could advance to the, to the championships. So what do you do, right? Uh, we've been batting around tons of ideas. People have talked about chess clocks. People have talked about, uh, you know, penalizing you if you don't get to turn three or four. Um, Somebody had made a suggestion about doing um, timed rounds, but like split in half. So like each player would have a specific amount of time for each round. The question so like, becomes like what happens right. when the other person runs out of time? <clears throat> right. Well, then in that case, you might as well just use a chess clock because yeah. that's yeah. what it's for. Right. Now, uh, some of our friends in the Midwest, Tim, um, who we've been trying to connect, have been really busy, but uh, we do have a call schedule. They've been using a chess clock system for 40K that they've been working on for a year. Mm. And it's been working really well. And they're in the Chicago area. Um, so we want to take a close look at that. But an idea I want to put out there into the community, Frankie, you heard me talking about this morning. Um, some of the judges from the LVO, uh, the guys from TFG Radio, they actually came up with what I think is a brilliant idea. Um, and it only would work for events that are like six rounds or more. Uh, maybe with five rounds, but really six rounds is ideal. Um, so really for only for bigger events, for events that don't have enough rounds to determine a Swiss champion, uh, the incentive is already there because you need to finish your games to have any chance of scoring high enough to, to win. Um, but for a, a, a six rounds or more events, uh, the idea that they presented was um, you have basically qualifiers. Mm -hmm. Like in the LVO, you have to make the, the top eight. You do that strictly based off battle points. Right. You remove the 1,000 points for a win, the 500 points for a tie. So you only go off battle points. So now the incentive is you had better finish your games. Otherwise, your score won't be high enough to possibly make the top eight. Right. Uh, you could actually win all your games, but if you only get into turn two and somebody else goes five and one, but right. they finish their games, they would pass you. And you know what? I'm right. fine with that. 
And then it's on you to choose what army you're going to be bringing to these events. Because you can make the somebody, well, I play orcs. It's not fair to me. It's your choice to play orcs. And it's your choice to play that type of list. And if you know that this is going to be detrimental to me getting points, it's on you. It's not on the TO. It's not on your opponent. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, you choose what you bring to a tournament. Yeah. It's just like magic. You build your deck. What's going to do the best for you at the tournament? Yeah, and people are like, well, but you shouldn't penalize the orc player. And I'm like, no, no, the orc player shouldn't penalize their opponent. Right. And I only say orcs because they have big armies. Yeah. It's yeah, not there's orcs. Several. They're not inherently slow. Right, there's lots of different armies. Yeah. The horde army is penalizing their opponent if you can't play it fast enough. Correct. And if you look like Tony, Tony Grappano, a lot of his games didn't go very far. He was just thinking very much about what he was doing. Some people accused intentional slow play, but you, who knows what was going through his head. You, that's, you can't make that determination. He's thinking maybe like how many push-ups... He could do it this in a morning. Yeah. Well, what the point being, the point I'm trying to make is that he had a low model count army, right? It's not necessarily about the army; it's the player. Yeah. And if you're going to take an army that's slow to play, it is your absolutely your responsibility to play fast, and your opponent has to stay on top of you. Yeah, I mean, it, slow play really comes down to your opponent and yourself. You have to be watching the clock. You have to be pressuring them to speed up. You have to be not taking as much time on your turns, right. and like. It really comes down to you. Like you have to be helping your opponent along to like finish the game. Like, right. hey, oh, you want to move unfair. those guys six inches? How about you move the front row? I'll move the rest, mm -hmm. and then we'll go that way and yeah. move everything quicker. Oh, you did. Uh, I'm gonna shoot thirty guys that are hitting on threes, wounding on twos into one guardsman. I'll just pull up the guardsman. You don't have to roll the dice. Yeah. All right. Let's we do, we do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's like if it's irrelevant, I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm focused on the things right. that are going to win the, the mission. The percentage of it happening is one way. Like and it's so great. You both know, acknowledge this. Yeah. Just you might have to just say, okay, I'm going to take it off. Yes, there's a chance that they roll 31s. If it, if it could swing the game, absolutely roll it out. Sure. If it can't, don't. Don't right. waste time. There's yeah. a good saying that I like. Um, I heard a long time ago. It's... Uh, um, your rights end where mine begin. Yeah. Right. And so, like, it's not fair to me as an opponent if it's a two and a half hour round and you take seventy five percent of the time, right? And then the justification is, well, I play this army and that's how it is. It's, it doesn't matter. Like, we have an equal amount of time. It's on you to bring an army that you can play quickly where it's fair to your opponent. It's not your opponent's. It's not your opponent's fault. It's not the TO's fault. It's not the time's fault. But you want four hours to play. It's not going to happen. The, and your opponent needs you need to advocate for your own rights. If your opponent is playing slow, you have got to tell them. You have to be. A, in, you in have a to be nice, assertive. In a play, in a play yeah. way, assert yourself by saying, "Hey, yeah. but just to let you know, you're a half hour into your turn. Each turn, we should only be taking about twenty minutes. Right. So you're taking my time away from me, and that's not fair. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to ask you politely to speed up." If you don't, I am going to call a judge just just to make you aware, but I'd rather not do that. Yep. And I find that when you're assertive but polite, your opponent will speed up. Because mm -hmm. most of them, they're not aware of the fact that the clock is ticking. They're so focused. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times, slow play is both players. It's, it is. It's usually yes. both But it's your perception at the very end of the game, like, oh, I was playing way faster. But in reality, maybe you it's, had a turn that took like an hour and a half. It's usually not so it's malicious. Like, it's yeah. almost 100% of the time not. Yep. Yeah, and like we talked about before, this is like a, a scientifically proven fact. Like you enter into what's called a flow state um, and you become disassociated. Your sense of time becomes warped. Like if anybody's ever, I don't know, if you played a sport in high school, uh, like football, for example, uh, a play when you're like, it's an important play for you, it feels like everything's happening very slowly, mm -hmm. but it's just seconds of time. Um, you know, or if like in 40K, when you're hyper-focused on something and you really need to be uh, using your whole brain to figure out what the best move is for you. Your perception of time is that it, it's, it's different than what the clock is actually doing. Uh, yeah. You may not be aware of how, 
how much time you're wasting because you're so focused on trying to solve the problem uh, presented to you. So um, we need to come up with other, other ways. So to elaborate on this point, uh, let's use the LVO as an example. Uh, rounds one through six, we use the, the win-loss draw 1,500 zero point system to, to pair you. So you're still playing against people with your same record, but you choose the final eight based on battle points. So um, we had a couple people who made it into the top eight who had, some of their games were like 16 points, 20 points. And that means they didn't play that many turns. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that you didn't play that many turns. It could have been like a super close game where sure. he was denying you two points. Like that's that's the reason that we did the thousand points for a win and stuff because we always thought that winning, like it's not the most important thing, but like you have those games where you only win by like one or two points. And it's like a super close, like 15, 16 point game. And it might be the best game of Warhammer you've ever played. Whereas somebody gets 42 points because they just utterly beat the crap out of their opponent, that might not have been that great of a game, you know? So that's why we always had the thousand points in them. And then the other reason that we've always had the, the Swiss style system is that if you go pure battle points to the finish line, you can have a system like the example we always use yeah. is at um, War Games Con many years ago, uh, uh, Ben Moley and PJ Pants played in the finals. Ben beat Allen and Allen won the tournament because he'd already racked up so many points that they didn't even need to play their game. It was irrelevant. Yep. And that's like absolutely not what we want. You don't, you want a fu exciting finish. You want Sean White last night, last run to win the gold medal. Everything's on the line. That's drama. That's excitement. You don't want uh, him to go uh, second to last and then have the guy before him fall uh, or whatever. And then it's like, oh, he's already won. Right. Like that yeah. takes the drama away from it. Um, you don't want that. And so, the counterpoint to it is it's battle points to get into the, the final eight. Uh, the final eight would be three rounds, and then it's win-loss draw from there. So you can win by one point, whatever, um, and then with four tables playing, one judge can regulate the time on that pretty easily. Like, he can walk around and say, like, you guys should be done with deployment. You guys should be done with your first turn. If you're not, there's a problem. And you can, you can police it much more easier than a whole tournament. Uh, but, you know, Frankie, you made a really good point. I was asking for feedback, and, and we'll get to the, the feedback in the chat. You know, you could play a game where it's a low-scoring game, but it's a great game because you've been countering each other so much. Typically with our missions, that doesn't happen, but it could happen, and it would be a shame to have two players eliminate each other. Um, yeah. Well, all it takes is just one matchup that's a tough matchup for you, and you barely win, and you don't get a big point score, and you might not be able to make it into the top eight. So... In the less rounds, like in a six-round tournament, that's a lot more likely to occur. Yep. Um, because there's only three qualifying rounds before you get to the finals. And um, if you have one low-point tie, you both players could eliminate each, other, eliminate each other from making it into the finals. That's a good counterpoint. Yeah, it's just it. The, the reason that I've always been against battle points is battle points encourages you to be, like, smashing your opponent. You want every single point you can possibly get, no matter what it is. So it's just like... I'm going to be taking your objective on turn one, and then I'm just going to be controlling you and getting as ma my max points. Things like our system now does encourage that anyway because well, not in a Swiss format. Because, well, only you're yeah. thinking about only the champion. Mm -hmm. For everybody else, you want every single point. Yeah. Because say you go five and one, now you rank in the five and one bracket based on your accumulated battle points. What? So to, the difference between getting second and fourth could be smashing your opponent every time. Yeah, but there's also like a lot of strategy in that as you're going into a Swiss 
Like you don't want max points because you don't want to be playing the Nick Nanavati round two or the Nick Nanavati round four. So there might be a couple points you could actually grab, but you're like, ah, no, I'll play back a couple of turns. We call it submarining in the tournaments and stuff. And people do it all the time. Well, with battle points, you wouldn't, <clears throat> in the system we're describing right now, you would not want to submarine. No, no, no. In, in a straight battle points, you have to get every single point you can. Yeah. Like, and that is, that's the end all say all like, it, like if your opponent's like, oh, I want to give up. You're like, no, 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 don't give up because that, that I can't get a max score. Like you can't do that. Like I got to keep playing. Yeah. So it's just something to think about for everybody. I mean, ultimately, like really, the answer is death clock. However, the the average person that goes to a tournament has no interest in playing death clock. Yeah, right. It, it's just not appealing. Yeah, right. I mean, the, the average person that's going doesn't really worry about slow play. Anyways. I like I like the idea of points for. Complete like finishing around in a certain amount of time. No, the 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 wait. Okay, elaborate because I maybe I'm not using. Um. So like, let's say that you it's a two and a half hour game. You divide up the rounds by time, and let's say that it's forty minutes each or whatever. I'm not sure what it would be exactly, but if you got like, let's say, did you complete like at the end of the turns? Like, did you complete your turn within forty minutes? Yes. Point. No. No point. It would be incentivizing people to finish their. their it also incentivizes people to collude and lie. Yeah, but that's always been. Everyone's always said that happens if you play your friends. It, it happens very rarely, right? right? Um, but in a, but in a in a, a big tournament format, you know that when you are trying to get them as many points as you can, um, and, and if somebody is taking up a lot more time than you are, I don't think you're going to be. Most people wouldn't say, "Yeah, I'll just give you that point because you did it." Because and if that happens, it's happening at bottom tables and stuff like that where nobody really cares. You know what I mean? But again, that's just my opinion. Just it just it, it's it's a bonus for for adhering to a fair amount of time. I don't yeah. think there's really like a right answer for it. Like mm, I think uh, death clocks would be great. Uh, the hard thing is getting enough death clocks for everybody or uh, chess clocks for everybody. Uh, everybody being used to using chess clocks. Um, granted, over time, everybody would be used to it and it'd be normal. But um, yeah, just let us know what you guys think. What you guys think the right answer is. Um, I mean with a chess clock you definitely see who's playing slower it's mm -hmm. right there <laughs> and then so, the other problem is yeah. is people forget to use it yep if yeah. you're not used to using a chess clock especially in 40k when you have to hand it back and forth yeah. constantly yeah like i'm taking my saves okay it's like okay i shot you i rolled the wound now it's your turn okay i'm rolling my saves back to you, back, yeah. you, you it's like it, oh shoot i forgot yeah, to I forgot, do it, dang, it screws it up yeah, yeah. You, you have to hand the clock back and forth constantly yeah and you can really only expect players who are very serious about the game to do that. Yeah. The guy who's coming to drink some beers and have fun blowing stuff up doesn't is probably not in the slightest interested in using the death clock. Yeah. Um, and and won't. I, I just I don't think death clock is the way to go. That's just personal. Yeah. And Don says pure battle points only correct answer. Well Don well, we, we went away from that. So. Oh, he is magnificent. All right, he's a magnificent bastard. Addressing him. Yeah. But Don, we went away from that because it creates a whole host of its own problems. For those of you who are not familiar, that's the way that tournaments used to be run. And um, like Frankie said, the best, like if you win your first game and then you're playing someone you smash their opponent, it could be the two best players in the tournament. They tie, they're screwed. Yeah, in a in a battle points format, you don't want to play the top player until the very last game. Like you want to play yeah. players that you have an edge over every single game. Which I mean, for any event, yeah. But like for battle points, straight up, you want to be playing against players that you have a complete advantage over that you're going to be able to dominate and get max points on. And that's um, why it creates anticlimactic games. Like yeah. you are incentivized to dodge 
you, instead of getting, you know, Nanavati Kopak, which everyone wants to see, mm-hmm. you get them trying to avoid each other, mm-hmm. which is lame. That's not that's not exciting tournament action. And then unfortunately, in a lot of times, like you going into the last round, you already know what place you're going to be, like even before the game's played. Before the, yeah. So you already know where you're going to land. Yeah, you're going to be like third or so something like that. So it's like... Swiss creates the most exciting action because yeah. it's all or nothing. However, to incentivize people to actually finish their games, we were, that we were proposing this idea uh, because it's a, it's a hybrid battle points as the qualifier, Swiss for the exciting finish. It kind of does both things, but as we've discussed, it's got its pros and cons, right? Um, the less rounds in the qualification stage, the more likely that a tie makes you drop out, mm-hmm. which sucks. Um, but you have to finish your dang games or you won't make the top eight. Yeah. You have to finish your games or table your opponent. Otherwise, you, don't, you will not make it. Like if you're getting 19, 20 point wins, you're, you're, yep. you're, you're slitting your own throat. Um, let us know what you think. Obviously, it's a complicated topic. But it's it's been complicated forever. Forever, yeah. yeah. The like, answer is finish your damn games. I don't yeah. like Frankie finishes all his games. I rarely do I not finish a game at a tournament. Um, I'll definitely take my time in a casual setting, but um, you know, like again, like at Nova, every single one of my games finished. Yeah. You know, and I was playing against people with two hundred and fifty models, and I have a ninety model army myself. Um, so. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, we'll be interested in getting some more feedback. It all boils down to one piece of advice. Why don't you get good? Get play play good. Warzone. That's your play advice, right? Play Warzone by Protos Games. Well, anyway, guys, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us for the show, guys and gals. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, some really interesting topics of conversation, some questions we'd like to answer, a lot of feedback we're asking for. And uh, make sure to join us again, 2.30 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, we will be interviewing Mark Merrill of Riot Games, Alex Finnell of the uh, of British fans. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I think we can really say that about He's him. He's royalty, right? He is now. I He's royalty so. in my heart. Are they going to knight him for this? The charity, the Children's I hope so. Hospital. That would be awesome. They will build a statue of him. That's what the 15 grand goes for. Sir, just all towards the statue. Sir Alex Fennell. <laughs> sir, you have to address him as such. Sir playing? Alex Pendragon Fennell. Yep. What is the address for somebody who's a knight? You have to call them. It's not Sir. sir. No, but that's another thing. No, it's absolutely sir, sir. Sir Knight, okay. yeah. So you have to call him Sir from now on. Yes. Yeah. Like other famous knights, such as... Sir Alex. Sir Franklin. Sir, sir Ian McKellen. Sir Great knight. E- yeah, he was a good yeah. one. He banished the demon. Yeah, when who I got my Eagle Scout, I was knighted. Who was... Uh, who's Take tiny, that, Jason. Who's Tiny Dancer? Huh? Elton okay. John? Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John. I'm a, I'm a knight and an Eagle Scout. That's true. That is a lie. You're not the best Eagle Scout. How many, hours did you, <laughs> how many hours before you turned 18 did you turn your thing in? It was like, I think it was a day before I turned 18. I did mine the day of. Ooh. Boom. Go for it. Eagle Scouts, Eagle Scouts. I was a wee below. Right bro. before I turned 18. I won the boxcar derby. Did you? Yeah. I always lost. My, my car was such a piece terrible. of crap. You, and yeah. I, it was like a mirror. Like, I, my dad did not help me make it. Really? And like all the other kids yeah. had like aerodynamic carbon fiber. Right. Like I had like this crappy Dude. piece of wood that <laughs> yeah. I stuck wheels on. And by some miracle, I won the box yeah. My dad's a freaking construction worker, like contractor, knows how to do woodworking. Every year he would spend, Dude, he'd spend like $300 on my car. Nice. It looks slick. Nice. And I'd have like car paint on it. It looks so awesome. Always last place. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
mine was like a piece of wood I found in like the the, the construction yard. I stuck <laughs> wheels, stuck on, some it. wheels on it. I painted it blue because I was the only. It was my mom's uh, paint that she painted flowers with, Shut and up. I stuck weights on it. And that thing was a rocket, dude. I was. Hey, weights are illegal. The wheels were doing this. <laughs> yeah, I just finished. Just finished. I don't know. I won, and I was shocked. Like I was like, I couldn't believe. It. All the other cars looked like race, like Formula One yeah. race cars. Yeah. Mine was like, it was just a stick with wheels. <laughs> it was the weights, the, ill- the illegal weights. I put like Dad's fishing weights yeah. on it. I just glued those babies all yeah. the way up. It was decoration. <laughs> go boy, go. And it was hot glue that I put. Yeah. Uh, good old days. Right, well, no, damn thing. Good old days. All right. All right. Anyway, thank Wrap you so much for joining us. We'll be back in uh, two and a half hours. And thank you. We will talk to you next week.